You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And I feel like we ought to have some kind of roll of the drums or something like that because on the line with me right now is the famous. <laughs> How did, did you like that, Rocky? I like that. Okay. I'm chuckling over here. Thank you very much. Wait a second. I, I know what I know what we're gonna do. <laughs> there you go. Does that make you feel more at home? All the applause. Oh yes. Thank you. That's it. Now that's okay. That's so back in the stadium. Yes. <laughs> well, uh, it is always a pleasure and delight to talk to you, and I'm humbled to have Mr. Rocky Blyer on America's Web Radio. What else can I say? And uh, he's going to be talking to us about this event coming up. And we've got Joe DeLapp and uh, Jim Eberly in the studio with us. And uh, they're going to be holding up some of the uh, things that are going to be auctioned off. I, You know, Joe's probably going to throw something at me, Rocky. But I under, it's, it's my understanding that um, you're, you're donating, donating a... Uh, uh, one of your uh, shirts from uh, when you played for Pittsburgh, one of jer- your jerseys. My question is, did you wash it? <laughs> it was clean, sanitized. <laughs> well, I, I thought maybe no, it You have no worries about getting, well, uh, <laughs> any, any diseases that I know of. <laughs> I, I, I thought, you know, I had this picture in mind that you'd be like mean Joe Green and just take it off and hand it to somebody. <laughs> well, I did. I handed it off to Jim Everly, and Jim's handing it off to Joe, and Joe's handing it off to you, and so forth. <laughs> That's and, great. And it walked in the studio all by itself. Anyway, we're glad to have you, Rocky, and uh, we've gotten so many comments on uh, the fact that you've been on, and thank you very much, and uh, your spots are just absolutely great talking about the uh, event coming up with that uh, being said i'm gonna go to uh, whoops i don't know what happened there you still there rocky i'm here okay I, i'm not sure what that was but I, I knew something or the other anyway i'm gonna hand it off to uh, joe right now and uh joe you got some comments yeah i thought it'd be good just to establish uh Rocky, uh, Lee Greenwood, and C.C. Winans, and a cast of others are going to be joining us on January 28th, that's Thursday, for this uh, Warriors for Hope uh, event that we're holding. And Jim's going to be talking more about the auction uh, and then uh, on, on the radio today. And then uh, Rocky and I are also going to give you some interesting facts about the two charities that are behind the Warriors for Hope. I'm sorry event. if you guys can hear me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, are you having trouble? Joe with... went completely off, uh, off the the the, uh, the radar. Hmm. Well, I have uh, no contact with audio. Okay, uh, go ahead, Joe. Okay, um, but there's two charities: at St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Uh, most people know about St. Jude Re- Ch- Children's Research Hospital, and then another group, Warrior to Citizen. Uh, which deals with veterans and and the issues that they bring home with them after they are out of the service. Both of these groups, both the St. Jude people, the kids that go to St. Jude and the Warriors to Citizen folks, all suffer from long-term 
medical or psychological uh, issues. And so we're trying to raise money with this event that Rocky has been helping, been just absolutely wonderful helping us uh, to raise money for these these people that, that need our help. So um, we're going to tell you today more about the auction and some of the items that we have, as, as David said. And we'll also give you some fun facts about the two charities. Oh, oh but one other thing I forgot to mention: if you want to know more about, uh, if you know, want to know more about the the uh, event and the auction itself, go to Warriors for Hope dot events. So it's Warriors, the number four Hope dot events. Again, Warriors with the number four Hope. Dot events. Warriors for Hope. Dot events. I think we're trying to get Rocky back right now. Jim, why don't you tell us a little bit about the the uh, auction? What, what kind of things do we have, and what's okay. the value? Rocky, are you hearing uh, Joe? Okay, now. Can you hear me, Rocky? Joe, speak. Can you hear me, Rocky? Yeah, very softly. Can you hear me, Rocky? Yeah, but it's very softly, guys. Okay. Can well, you hear me now? Can you hear me now, Rocky? What did you say? Do I like you any better now? <laughs> <laughs> I know the answer to that one. <laughs> okay, everybody should, should be okay right now. Okay, can you hear me okay? Hear me better? Rocky, yeah. Okay. All right, Joe, go ahead. Okay, so what I thought we'd do next is maybe uh, we get a top line of the auction from um, Jim here. Yeah, what we what we've done is we've got the auction. It started uh, last Monday, the eighteenth, and uh, we've got a total of ninety items, and it's a variable number of, or a uh, variance in terms of sports, travel, movie, uh, professional business, and other items. Uh, we got twenty six items associated with the sports memorabilia. We've got ten associated with travel and adventure, and we've got seven with movie movie memorabilia. And then ten with business, so it's a really good item with our uh, auction. We have a valuation of about ninety thousand in terms of fair market value for that auction, and like I said, it consists of about ninety items. So we're looking forward. We've got a number of bids already. We got a number of bidders who signed up already. So we're looking for some good uh, good activity there. And again, you can go to warriorsforhope.events. And you can look for the sign-up for the auction there, and you can start bidding right now. Bidding goes through when, Jim? Bidding goes through 5 p.m. on the 29th of January. So it's one day after the uh, uh, the uh, virtual event. It'll be closed at 5 p.m. that uh, that next Friday. And how do they get on to the uh, event? Okay, again, they can go to warriorsforhope.events. It's warriors with the number four, hope.events. Great. And... Uh, Rocky, I know you're going to be involved with uh, some of the auctioning or the time during that it's going on. Uh, have you got someone in secret going to be uh, bidding for items? Rocky. Uh, yeah. <laughs> have, have, you got some, have you got someone uh, that's going to be bidding for you? Well, for bidding for me, uh, of course, you know, it'll probably be me. 
Yeah, so I got. I'm going to uh, yeah. get on board uh, and uh, and see how we're doing and uh, see what. Uh, uh, I mean, there's some great buys out there um, that, that we have uh, warriors for open the uh, in the auction. So people should really take a look uh, at uh, at what's available. You know, because it, it, no matter where you go, this is a time where you know if you're looking, you can get pretty good deals on auctions like this, and all that money you know goes to a great cause. And of course, that's uh, um, helping to support uh, um, St. Jude's uh, Hospital and uh, Warriors for Citizen. Um, and so uh, it, 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 it's a, it'll, it'll be a great experience going online virtually. You know, it's not as if you even have to be there. You know, you just go online and see how it's going. And then you go, oh, okay, fine. I can bid a little bit more here. And this is a great price. Or, you know, this is a great something. This is something I always wanted to get. Uh, and, uh, um, and so it'll be available on, uh, on the auction. So that's it. That's great part. So I'm going to, I'm going to be there. I'm going to check in and see how it's going through the week and then, um, mark my, uh, 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 products that I, I want to see if I can get a bid in. <laughs> Why? So that's, uh, that's my approach to this, uh, uh to this uh, virtual auction that's taking place. Well, we'll be, we'll be watching for you, Rocky, okay? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll be there. And associated with what Rocky just said is to facilitate the strategic planning for the bidding, we've uh, enabled a PDF to be downloaded, and the PDF control uh, contains all 90 of the items. So what we'll do is uh, if you go to the Warriors for Hope events, and that's warriorsforhope.events, you go to that and you can download the PDF, print it out, and then sit down with your uh, with yourself over a glass of wine or with your spouse and figure out a strategy in terms of what you want to go for because, as Rocky indicated, there are a lot of really good steals here. So, And, uh, and you know... When I, back many years ago, I used to love going to auctions anyway, and they're fun. And this is going to be a fun experience for everyone. And, you know, Rocky, we do a lot with veterans and uh, a lot of shows. And, um, you know, the importance of warriors to citizens can't be overemphasized. Um, they, they are a wonderful group, and so many men and women come back needing help in transitioning back from being a warrior back to being a civilian and it's it can be a very hard transition and we've talked about it a lot uh, on different uh, shows that we do here on for veterans and also obviously St. Jude's my goodness um, I I marvel at what St. Jude's has done and and what they're doing. So I you know we said that we would try to share some interesting facts and about the the two charities uh, so people have a better idea of who they're donating to and where it's going to. A lot of people don't know that St. Jude uh, has to raise more than a billion dollars a year to operate the hospital. And uh, there's additional money on top of that, maybe of another four to five hundred million dollars that's that done for research, and it comes from generous donors. It's not coming from the government. There's some grants that we get that are maybe uh, less than twenty percent of that more than billion that has to be raised. 
but most donations are under $40. So you can do the math there. I can't do it in my head right here, but you can do the math. How you get a billion to a billion and a half divided by $40 is, is a, there's a lot of donors. In fact, I think it's close to about 12 million donors uh, that St. Jude has every year. Now, one of the reasons they we raise as much money is there's uh, families never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, or food. I mean, peop- the, the families that go there and the children that are treated never pay a thing uh, because we want uh, all a family should, should have to worry about is, you know, keeping their, their child alive. St. Jude treats um, well over 8,500 do- 8, uh, children a year at the hospital, but it treats many more children around the world uh, where they uh, work in conjunction with the doctors uh, wherever they are. The uh, treatments for pediatric cancer uh, also can last up to three years or more, and it costs an average patient about $425,000 if you're to go to a pay-for hospital. Uh, what family can afford $425,000 to pay for something like that? And that's why St. Jude raises the money so that no family has to pay for that. Joe, you also mentioned to me earlier that uh, St. Jude is not known to a lot of people as a feeder system for a lot of the children's hospitals around the world. Can you shed some light on that? Yeah, the the interesting thing is the the research that's done uh, at St. Jude they do four times as much research as everybody around the world. And they share that research, if you combine everybody around the world, there's four times as much research published from St. Jude than everybody else combined. And uh, uh, as a result, the protocols that are made for pediatric cancer originate at St. Jude. Then they're given to all these different hospitals, feeder hospitals that you, that you mentioned. And so St. Jude's working with almost every hospital around the world uh, when it comes to pediatric care for cancer. And, and I thought that interesting because I had a couple of people say, well, I'm giving to a local hospital. And then when Joe gave me that insight, I went back to them and said, well, you're really giving to that local hospital, but you're putting more multiplier behind it because St. Jude is providing that down to uh, those feeder hospitals. So you're, you're, it may not be a primary, but you definitely have secondary and tertiary benefits from that donation to St. Jude. So I think that was interesting. Thank you for bringing that point up, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, what, Rocky, can you give us a maybe a quick fact? Well, on yeah, the you know, I was uh, I was listening, and so you know, one of the things too is that you know what works so well with uh, St. Jude's Hospital and uh, Warriors the Citizen, and especially this cause, um, Warriors for Hope, because the whole basis is is is, is a, you know is a family structure uh, of, of of creating hope. And people may not think about it in, in that regards, but it is uh, when you have a when you have a child that uh, is diagnosed with cancer or um, and and, I mean, you try as a parent the best you can, you know, with all the resources that you can um, uh, to be able to, you know, I suppose, help tra- make that transition no matter what the outcome may be. But at that moment in time, there is, you know, there is a lot of stress, um, worry, 
a concern and uh, and it takes a toll on not only the individual, not only the child, but more importantly the parents and that family structure. Um, and it's the same way with uh, warriors to citizens and transitions with military um, in, in, in what their experience has been, especially in combat, uh, coming back, um, especially today when we have uh, all volunteer uh, um, an army and uh, you have multiple deployments uh, to uh, places around the world, especially in the Middle East. And so that can take a toll. And ultimately, um, the, a, a mental set has, has come in. And it's really all about the family when things start to fall apart. Um, and so we got to we have to be able to focus on the long range programs for our um, not only for, in our family structure, but not only for our soldiers, but also for first responders. Because as we think about all this pressure and 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 and, and uh, fear that 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 takes place and the the trauma that that happens that's internalized, you know, ultimately, um, you know, I I I I, I become. Uh, less involved, you know, uh, within my family, or or I take it out on them, uh, things that I don't understand or reasons why, um, and so you know, so these programs are very important. Wars, the citizens specifically, same as St. Jude's, does not cost um, the family um, and or the soldier anything, and it's to, to, to come and 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 it's provided by. Um, Professionals, uh, we have. It's not a one and done deal. It's uh, 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 over a period of time, over months of, of, of follow up um, and availability um, because of technology we have today. So we can do that uh, uh, through um, uh, Zoom, Skype, and and, and have virtual um, uh, relationships that are that are built. So it's it's it becomes you know it becomes very important. The ultimate result. Is all and what we're trying to do is to take care of the individual, the family, the structure around that family, uh, and it and it doesn't happen overnight. So there's a trust that comes. There is not one just one cookie stamped program that helps you know, Rocky, the development, uh, and that's what we are trying to um, present. Rocky, as a citizen. You know, I I always like the the old American Indian expression, "Until you've walked a mile in my moccasins," and you certainly had your issues when you came back from Nam, and uh, at that point there wasn't a Warriors to Citizens group, I don't believe. And uh, you know, I think what they're doing. We interview so many veterans, and what they're doing, I think, has been needed for, well, since the Revolutionary War, I I would assume, but uh, it is a great, great organization, and then combining with St. Jude's, just, that's like putting the icing on the cake, and uh, this event coming up with you, and and Lee Greenwood's going to be there, and uh, it's it's just, I get excited just thinking about it. But going back to uh, Warriors to Citizens, it, when you came back, did you have a need for something like that? You know, here's a, you know, so let's put this into a, a perspective. <clears throat> so, 
latter part of the 60s, the Vietnam War, not a popular war. The uh, individual soldier, unfortunately, was identified with that conflict uh, by the American people. And because they did not like the conflict, they did not like the soldiers. And so the soldiers had no respect. Um, and they were spat upon, uh, thought less of, because they had uh, served uh, over in Vietnam. Uh, and so that soldier, in, 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 in total, came back had to repress their feelings, try to get along with their lives as best possibly they could, um, coming back, going back to school or getting a job, raising a family and so on, and no one had talked about it. There were no outlets um, to be able to have these kinds of discussions and how it affects. So you just, as an individual uh, uh, soldier, you just repressed all those feelings. Um, they didn't talk about it with the family. Uh, there's, as you well know, many stories, but yeah, Dad never talked about his experience. We never had that uh, kind of discussion. You know, he just clammed up and so on. There were no outlets for that soldier, such as American Legion or the VFW at that moment in time to be able to be with one another to talk about whatever feelings you may go and, and just have some and camaraderie. As we've, as we've learned uh, quite uh, well is that, uh, and I'll put you on the spot, Rocky, do you, do you have one veteran friend that can tell one story only? Once you get them cranked up, they're going to they're gonna let you have it with about 25 or more stories, uh, every every place from basic to uh, where they were in Nam and what they were doing with their shirt off. So they'll they'll all have their stories, and we we also and I'll I'll ask you your opinion of this, but we also on our shows will ask the veteran to put his son or daughter or grandkids on his knee and on his lap and tell them about his experience in the military and um, you know it doesn't have to be a gory story at all it's just a, a story I met my friend so and so or this or that whatever it is but really today our veterans are becoming our history books and uh, a lot of Information is being left out of our history books, which is a shame. But these stories need to be passed on. Would you agree? I agree with you. I agree with you 100%. Every time I get a chance to see a, a veteran, or if we talk about it, is that it's just that you know you have to be able to tell your stories, and you don't have to tell them in a book. You don't have to tell them uh, in a tape. You know, you just can tell them to your family, to your grandkids, um, because ultimately it becomes part of our history and becomes part of the family structure. So I, I always I always make this comparison, you know, to uh, a, a locker room. Okay, and 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 the locker room is a locker room, whether it be in junior high or high school or college. As you progress through your your, your playing days, whatever it is, it's still the locker room. Um, unless you unless you have Terry Bradshaw in there, correct? <laughs> That's right. We all have locker room stories of one nature or another, and and it's in in this case, it's it's the same thing. So you don't have to be in combat to have a story. You don't have to, you know, uh, fight our deadly enemies. No, it's you know, it's it's you have the same experience going through basic training, going through deployment, going um, you know wherever it might be, uh, the job that you had or the people that you met uh, or the experience uh, that you had come across during and that. 
that all becomes part of that story that needs to be told. That part of that story becomes very, very important in the creation of family and family resiliency and to, and to understand um, if down the road all of a sudden, you know, you, you, you have, a, you, 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 you got a mental health problem, meaning just you, you, all of a sudden you get a flash um, and all of a sudden you're back in combat, but whatever it is, post-traumatic stress um, disease. And, um, and then you, you know, but, but if you don't have a basis in which to understand what may take place, you know, then it becomes very difficult. Uh, and it has an effect on family um, and uh, uh, and relationships. Uh, so so Rocky, that's, trying, that, that's what we're trying to accomplish at the Warriors to Citizen programs. Rocky, I want to get back to uh, what we're doing here, and we've we've got to remind people that they need to go to Warriors for Hope dot events, and this is going to be January the twenty eighth, and. Um, Please put that on your calendar. And, Jim, I think it's about time. I'm going to see if uh, uh, Brett can come back in the room as well and show us some of the uh, items that are going to be auctioned off. Do you mind? Yeah, no, don't mind at all. I, uh, I'd like to start off with, we've got one that we, we like to feature. It's our, called our VIP Memphis Trip for Family of Four. And what that consists of is a private jet from PD, uh, uh, for uh, those who are not familiar with it, it's Peachtree Cab Airport. So it's a corporate jet. We'll pick them up and fly them to Memphis. You don't have to hassle with the uh, airport downtown. You don't have to worry about flying in a packed airplane. So it's, uh, it's a very prestigious and a very, uh, very nice way to start the trip. Uh, then you stay at two nights at the iconic the Peabody Hotel. Uh, deluxe accommodation that's right in the heart of the city and I think a lot of people know about the Peabody because of the Peabody the hotel is the one where they put the red carpet out and the ducks get off the elevator from the roof walk to the fountain swim around the fountain for about a half an hour they put the red curtain back and or the red carpet back and the ducks walk back to the hel- uh, the elevator and go back up to the roof so it's an entertaining very entertaining uh, with that room you also get free breakfast and then there's the VIP tour for St. Jude's Hospital or uh, St. Jude's Research Hospital and it's a private tour that area is not normally seen by the public and then we also have a dinner at the historic and again if you've been there the rendezvous which is the uh, one down down in the basement but it's been there since 1946 and it's the best barbecue in memphis so that's a very very good package uh we we list it there as priceless but it's got a fair market value around ten thousand dollars so that's a real steal if you can sneak sneak in there we we fly back too did you catch that rocky yeah, I caught that. <laughs> but I've been there, so I've, I've gone to uh, what a great hotel that is. And, and you're right; it's, uh, it's it's got great history. Uh, they'll uh, whoever gets that package will 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 love it, and uh, uh, because it's uh, it's one of those things that you'll never forget, and it's a memory of of uh, <laughs> of uh, Memphis and, uh, and 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 what's happening. Uh, the other thing I'd like to bring up is that for the music lovers, we've got a total of five signed guitars in this uh, in this auction. Uh, we have a Vince Gill, who is the member of the Eagles since 2017. He signed an acoustic guitar, which uh, we ha- we have in studio here. <laughs> it, it worked. <laughs> so that's the Vince Gill guitar. We also have a guitar signed by Riley Green. And may, maybe, maybe many people don't know about Riley Green, but he's the Country Music Award New Male Artist of the Year 2020. So he was kind enough to uh, send us a guitar as well, signed. And then the other, the, the, the top of this whole thing is Lee Greenwood. 
Lee's going to Lee's going to personally autograph when the winner is announced. He's going to sign that person's name and personally autograph the electric uh, one electric guitar. And then for the uh, winner of the second one, it's an acoustic guitar, which will also be personally uh, uh, autographed with that individual, the winner's name on it. So those are really key items there that I think people will really go after. I totally agree. And... uh and then we've got some uh, jerseys, right, from somebody or something? <laughs> well, as, as, as Rocky mentioned, he's, uh, he's got his autographed jersey, which is really neat because he's also <laughs> indicated on the, uh, the two numeral the uh, four Super Bowl indi- uh, victories that uh, he accomplished as well. So maybe, Rock, you can share some uh, a story of one of those bowls? Of course. I could, I could, I, I could take over the whole program and <laughs> about, now, about playing in the Super Bowls and which ones were important and which ones I liked the most. You know, which ones do I, I remember the most? Now, Heck yeah, so Joe, Joe Delap uh, mentioned that you may be sending in a pair of old socks too. Is that correct, or is that just a rumor? <laughs> they got holes in them. If they don't mind, they got holes in them. But <laughs> I'll throw in some socks. Well, the, the, uh, this is a holy organization, so. That, that that works. Okay, and we've got a football there. You want to explain that, uh, uh, Jim? A little local flavor there. We thought that was a neat thing. Uh, this is a football autographed by the Baltimore Ravens linebacker corps. And that's significant because it's a good, it's a it's a pretty famous group there, but it also has a local flavor as I mentioned. The linebacker coach is a gentleman named Michael McDonald, and Mike is a graduate of Centennial High School, and played ball, uh, football, and baseball there, and then went on was doing a uh, uh, minor coaching work. But he's been a member of the Ravens for seven years, and he was kind enough to get their autographs, and I asked him to sign it as well because, in my mind and a lot of other people's minds, he's going to be a head coach in about seven years. So. That's also there, and we have got one from uh, Joe Theismann as well. Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, This is going to be quite an event. January the 28th, Warriors 4, the number 4, Hope, dot events. And um, we hope that everybody is getting the word out, and we'll go to uh, Warriors, the number 4, Hope, dot events. Joe? Well, I thought we'd go back to some fun facts about the two charities again, and then we'll come back again with Jim, and he can tell us more uh, some, more about some of the things that are in the um, auction that's coming up. Uh, St. Jude is where doctors send their toughest cases. You, to get into St. Jude, you actually have to be you have to have your, a doctor say, "We need your help," which most doctors will do. Um, but they typically send the toughest cases to St. Jude because St. Jude has the world's best survival rates for some of the most aggressive forms of childhood cancers. I mentioned before that St. Jude creates more clinical trials for cancer for, for uh, pediatric cancer than any other children's hospital. And it's really a kind of a laboratory. What, what Danny Thomas did in 1962 when he formed St. Jude, he wanted the doctors to be right there with the patients so they could learn from the patients and know, get instant feedback on how the kids were uh, responding to their treatment. He went even to the, to, to the degree that the, um, the hospital has one cafeteria, and the doctors eat there with the kids as well. 
So they were getting feedback. You know, if a kid's got sick, eating food or something, the doctors would know, you know, what was going on with the kids as well. So uh, it's really a, an, um, an amazing laboratory, per se, of how uh, science and uh, is put together. And then, as I said earlier, too, St. Jude takes all these learnings, they put it together in, in clinical trials and, and write-ups, and they, they share that with everybody. And so when there's a cure or improved treatment that is found at St. Jude, it's passed along almost immediately to the network that Jim had brought up earlier. Rocky, uh, I'm sure a lot of folks know that you have an extremely busy schedule, but how did you get involved with um, Warriors to Citizens and then uh, Warriors for Hope? Well, actually, I, I got involved with Warriors to Citizens when it was uh, when it first started about ten years ago, um, and you know, and it's like I should say this, and, and it's like <laughs> everything else that somebody's going to introduce you to what is taking place or have an inroad. And uh, George Perlis, George Perlis was the head coach at the time for Michigan State. He was an assistant coach at uh, uh, at, uh, at uh, with the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, and, and and a great. And, and a great guy, but now he's at Michigan State, and um, one of the uh, board members uh, was a Michigan State grad, played there, um, and asked George if he would contact me. And so I get a call from George, and he said, "Hey, would you uh, would you be interested in talking to these people about Warriors and Citizens ten years ago?" Um, and of course, it had to do with military. And I said, "Yes." Yeah. So that's where I got first involved, and then obviously um, very interested in what they were trying to do and uh, and the impact that they have on on uh, current families, uh, military families, and then morphed into uh, first responders. But that's how I that's how I first got into it, and then. Of course, this relationship with uh, uh, St. Jude's and uh, and come up with created this idea, uh, Warriors for Hope, because really that's one business that we're all in, and St. Jude is specifically, you know, that 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 sense of hope that there might be an answer, that uh, there's something we can cling on for uh, not only the patient but also for the family, and it's the same thing with the military. Is that is there some you know avenue that can help? Them Help help me with my either marriage or or or, or the problems that I face with post traumatic stress, um, and uh, and be there. Um, and so um, it, it 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 you know it's worked out very well. I'm very happy to have been involved all these years to see where it's growing and uh, and the impact that we. Uh, that, that that it has, you know, and you just gotta, you know, you just gotta put into the the, the the idea is that, you know, really there's like forty thousand uh, wounded warrior programs within our country. I mean, every little community has one, and so on. Um, and what you're trying to figure out is what what has the biggest impact for a long term, long range change um, in uh, in our habits and how we approach and the problems that we face um, within our family structure. And so, you know, if the if the divorce rate is fifty percent within our you know within our society, um, you know, in the military um, after uh, one tour of combat and so on, I mean, there's a great spike that goes up. And so all of a sudden we're looking at 70% or 80% uh, of divorce rates. That, and so if we can lessen that and we can, you know, get a, just back to normalcy. And so on the, and so on the success that we've had uh, over these 10 years, that 80% of the marriages 
um, have stayed together. That's uh, fantastic. Of the people that have come through our program. Um, and uh, I think that's a great rate. And, and only 2.4% of that population has was the divorce rate. That's so we were able to, uh, you know, move that down drastically. R- Rocky, <laughs> and that's the biggest thing, is just keeping that family together. We also have found that... Uh Many of the vets, and certainly, and when we honor vets, we also honor their families because not only is the man or woman of the household deployed, but the whole family is really deployed. And what we found, too, is that veterans, when they are given their DD-214 or whatever, and they're out, but they don't necessarily know the potential of the benefits. And so we're starting a separate show called Veteran Benefits, and this is for the veterans and for the families. A lot of um, families, if they've lost uh, someone in combat, they don't know that they have rights and they have benefits as well. And so we're, we're going to be trying to uh, inform them about that and uh, what would what would be interesting is to have a, a big name veteran football player uh, <laughs> I'm just teasing you Rocky uh, but, uh, but I hope you understand that we are working with the vets and uh, that there are a lot of veterans that just have no idea about the benefits that they have waiting on them and certainly their family stone. So that's well, starts... well, that's true. I mean, I mean, it's interesting. It's an interesting psychological program, only in the fact that, you know, the, the, the veterans, whether they put in five years, six years, 10 years, 20 years, or so on, is that they're coming to the end of their, 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 their term, uh, and they're decided to leave the military. And in, in that decision, what they've decided to do is leave the military, you know, and so as you go and you process out of the military, you know, you go through what your benefits are and so on. But that goes in one year and out the other because your only focus is getting is getting, getting home. back home, starting another life, getting on with it and so on. And and not until you kind of need it do you go, oh, man, what are my benefits here? Uh, and then you have to struggle through that and going back to the VA and so on. But, yeah, you're right. So that's a great show. Uh, just to understand what those benefits are, because I, as you were saying, I think the majority of, of, uh, of veterans don't really know, and thus the family doesn't know uh, if something should happen to that spouse. So, and I, I think yeah, Jim, great show. Jim needs to uh, come in here for a minute. Yeah, what, what I'd like to also t- uh, highlight a couple more of the auction items, if I may. Sure. Um, one of the element, or one of the other key treasures here, or secret treasures here, is. We've got two separate RCI vacation adventures, which means there's one week accommodation plus two Southwest airline tickets in this package. And if you're familiar with timesharing, you get a what, what's called trading power, which I equi- uh, equate to a currency. So you've got a currency of 15 trading points, which is pretty high. And what you can do is you can then go to a uh, catalog that's online. It's got 4,300 affiliated resorts in 110 countries. And it's anywhere from beachfront to mountain, adventure themes, etc. You get online, access the catalog, and uh, choose what you want. It's a Saturday to Saturday booking. 
And again, it's, uh, it typically can accommodate between four to six people in these various uh, locations, resorts. And as I said, you get two Southwest Airline tickets, and each one of these is valid for round-trip ticket, operated and published on any of the Southwest uh, routes. And it includes everything in the United States as territories, including Puerto Rico. So that's a pretty rich package, and there are two of those online. Excuse me, two of those in the auction item. Another one, which is not as big in terms of value, but I think it's big in terms of esteem, we have a, uh, a book. It's the Medal of Honor book, and it, it, uh, it recognizes and honors the recipients of the Medal of Honor up to the George Bush administration. But the key thing here is it is a uh, it's, it's it's the book and it's got the DVD associated with it, but it's got eight autographs from recipients. Now this has been accumulated over 3 years and the, and it's in pristine condition and we've got two of those books, but we've got them and we sent that around the country to get autographs from eight recipients of the Medal of Honor. So I think you'll find another rich treasure in that one. Wow. That's great, Jim. Um Rocky, uh, we've got uh, a few minutes to go, and uh, you were you were saying about how you had gotten involved and uh, what you all have done over the years, and I just think that's remarkable. And we're gonna we're gonna keep running uh, promos for Warriors to Citizens, and uh, you know after the event, so people again will know what's available and. Uh, I know you all aren't trying to keep it a secret by any means, but um, I wouldn't, quite honestly, I wasn't even aware of it until uh, they came to me and and, uh, we talked, and certainly I support it. And, uh, you know, I... I would like to be in a position that we didn't need warriors to citizens, actually, but I don't think that's ever going to change, unfortunately. And uh, we'll all and and I, I'd go one step further too. Warriors to citizens doesn't necessarily have to mean that, like you said a minute ago, that you've been on the battlefield. It can be uh, just uh, coming back from basic or uh, deployment. Uh, away from your family and coming back and it's still a a transition and i get sick at two facts one fact is only one percent of the nation ever serves and the second is that one out of four homeless are veterans and both of those are obnoxious numbers to me or you know and rightly so so you know, it, it, part of it is that the general population uh, doesn't understand uh, veterans or veteran issues and or veteran structures, what happens um, within, uh, <clears throat> um, you know, within the family structure and or um, what actually takes place during their period of serving. Uh, so that that's hard to relate to. And I, I, I talk about that specifically, you know, in transitions and how difficult it is at times for military to make the transition into the civilian world because of the attitude that civilian people have about the military because they don't understand. And they don't understand how we make, you know, how I can hire you um, because your skill set really isn't like what I'm looking for. 
And usually, if you're <laughs> if you're working with uh, and, and I hate to do this, but with HR somewhere, you know, you're going to find somebody who's probably in their 30s um, who have, have never served and don't understand. So, and I this is an example, an extreme example, but I'm just saying. So, what if you're a special ops sniper? Yes. Uh, and you've had 20 years of, uh, of, 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 of doing special ops. You know, so how does that experience translate into uh, uh, secular uh, experience for my company over here? You know, how do I, how, I and if I don't understand leadership roles, or I don't understand uh, decision-making roles, et cetera, et cetera, um, then it does well. That's not a fit. Well, you know that I'm sorry because you don't understand what the soldier is offering to you. So those are things that need to be broken down and uh, uh, in, in 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 transitions uh, to be able to be understood. Uh, and it's getting better. It's getting better. Uh, it's not a hundred percent yet. Uh, but um, corporations uh, in this country are are taking a you know a, a stronger look at uh, uh, in, in fulfilling those needs. Absolutely. And so, um, and what you're talking about is become so very important. Would Would you agree to this? Uh, if you go into the military, there is no transition problem in that that DI, your drill sergeant, takes care of any uh, transition problems. <laughs> And everybody goes through the same transition. <laughs> I don't. I don't care who you are. You know whether you're a professional ball player or you just dropped out of high school. You know, uh, and you're all on the same level, and uh, 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 and you go through the same thing. And, uh, and you get you the know, same haircut. <laughs> Excuse me. I'm sorry. Yeah, you get the same haircut. Oh, that's right. You get the same haircut, the same uniform. You get the same bunk. Uh, you get the same uh, food. You get to, to yelled at the same, um, <laughs> and uh, and so and and so it's a great equalizer. And I think that becomes. I think that just becomes very important in the development of 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 of, of, of human beings. You know that no one's more special than the other one. We all have a job to do. We all got one another's back, uh, and we all go through kind of the same experience as you're coming up through those um, through those ranks uh, and and uh, uh, whatever your career might be within the military and, and wherever you go. And even if you come back, you know, and you get out, but you want to stay in the reserve, and uh, you know, so it's just a continuation uh, uh, and support of, of of that mindset and. Uh, uh, you know, and I, I and I think that becomes so very important in in the world of uh, uh, commerce today, in uh, in industry, um, in in uh, in jobs. Uh, that there's a you know there's a certain amount of discipline, hard work, understanding uh, what needs to be done, flexibility to be able to get it done, uh, and uh, being able to take charge of a, of a of a task or an operation because that's all you've ever done was taking charge of uh, and making sure that it gets done because if it doesn't get done then you got a person that's going to be up your butt. Rocky, we need to go back to uh, Joe for a comment. Yeah, and I, I, I want to first say one thing about Rocky. Um, Rocky knows what he's talking about here because, as you mentioned, he was a Vietnam vet. 
what he what he's so modest about is he's also a decorated Vietnam vet. He was wounded, and it almost cost him his football career. In fact, his doctors told him he probably would not play again. And uh, Rocky, if you want to just maybe just briefly just tell a little bit about that story. Well, you know, it's just, I think, <laughs> well, you know, yes, okay, fine. So I got wounded twice, uh, and the prognosis was because of the damage done to, um, I got hit, I got shot, I got shot, and then I got hit with a grenade. Um, and the grenade did the most damage uh, is, 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 is within my right right foot and, 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 and right leg. Anyway, so the prognosis was that, you know, yeah, I'll have a normal life, but today I won't be able to play again. And so, you know, you, 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 you go through these, these steps, you know, of your first injured. I don't care whether it is, you know, it's like, uh, why me? Okay, and, and families go through the same thing. It's like uh, my child has cancer, you know. I mean, why me? You know, and and then you you know you go, why me? Now what? Where am I going to go? What's going to happen uh, in my life? And I go through that machination. And sometimes you need an outside force to be able to put it in perspective. In my case specifically at that time was that <laughs> in my ward there was a I shared the story. There was a triple amputee. And uh, on, on his way to therapy, he'd be in his wheelchair, and he'd stop, you know, and and, uh, and he stopped at my bed, and you know, and he just he said, "Hey, how you doing?" You know, he had this great beat, and he said, "How you doing?" You know, you look better today than you did yesterday because, oh, you didn't look good yesterday when you got here. Now we got some good docs. We'll take care of you. We'll get you out of here, and I'll see you back in the real world. Now I thought, wow, I mean, just that input um, made a difference to me. I mean. Here's somebody that could be embittered with his lot in life, but yet he had a great positive attitude about what his future may be. Anyway, so then you know, along the way, you need a support mechanism. I know when I asked the doctors about my ability to come back, and he said, no, you won't be able to do that. And it was the first time that, that, that they said that. I mean, it just sucked my hope out of out of me. And uh, and then shortly thereafter, I got a postcard in the mail with two lines on it. said, Rock, team's not doing well. We need you, Art Rooney. So, again, it was a, a if somebody needs me, you know, it was like somebody cared. And that's all, you know, we have as human beings is the impact that we that we can generate with one another, the changes that we can. So that's what St. Jude does. That's what Warrior for Hope does. That's what Warriors to Citizen programs do, is that they create that hope and, and, and with the expertise that uh, that makes it credible of, of, of where you can go. So, you know, all those lessons in your life, you just, you know, you, you say, okay, fine. Then you just got to go through the process, and the process is necessarily easy. I mean, it's long-term, overcoming injuries, um, over, uh, you know, setting goals, uh, having a chance, um, you know, uh, and, and, and so I was very fortunate to come back to an organization that gave me that chance, and they bought me two years. And so in that two years, you have to do something. You have to get bigger, better, stronger. You have to heal. Um, and then when you do have an opportunity, you got to make the most out of that opportunity. So that's what that whole scenario, you know, did it, it did for me. And so, um, uh, you know, and I was, I, I, I look back and I was very fortunate to have that opportunity, but you also have to put the work in and the time and the effort to, to be able to achieve your goals. Joe, uh, you, you yeah. 
I, I want to give a. I, I want to take us back to 1962 again. Danny Thomas starts uh, St. Jude. Uh, I think Rocky is is either a freshman or sophomore at uh, Notre Dame. Be, later becomes the captain of the national championship team at, at Notre Dame. But Danny Thomas is trying to find a, a way of helping these poor kids with cancer, and he wants to attract the best doctors in the world. Uh, but he also sees that uh, the underprivileged, in, in particular, are not being served, and so he decides to, f- to put the hospital in Memphis. And he, again, he's trying to find the best doctors in the world. And at the time, this is the middle of the civil rights movement. But Danny, you know, he was told it was going to break his heart that what he was trying to do was was not going to work. And cancer back then for these pediatric cancers. Uh, it was almost a death sentence for a, a child. The survival rates were between 5 and 20%. So since that time, uh, led by you know St. Jude, other people have contributed to pediatric cancer too. We're not the only ones. But led by St. Jude, the overall cancer survival rates are now 80%, which means, unfortunately, one in five still die. So we still have a lot more work to do. The worst cancer back then uh, was ALL, and if I could pronounce the, the the medical term here, I would do it, but I would just make a fool of myself, so I'm just going to say ALL. Most people know it as ALL. The survival rate back then was 4%, and today St. Jude has that up to 94%. The, the thing about what St. Jude does, does is they, they're studying the genomes. They do a full genome study of, of their, their uh, many of their patients. They find out what treatments worked, what didn't treat, what treatment didn't work. Uh, and some treatments may work for some children based on their genomes. Some treatments may not. And it's led to not only this, this increase in success in treating these kids and, and cures, but it's led to other successes in other areas, too, because they really do a full study on these kids. A good example is they were treating a child that had uh, African-American child who had uh, sickle cell disease. He also had cancer. And they were treating the child for cancer. They, were doing, they did a transplant, a bone marrow transplant. And lo and behold, not, not only did the child get cured of cancer, he was cured of a sickle cell disease. So that led to a whole branch at St. Jude of they now have a limited cure for sickle cell disease, which strikes largely African-Americans um, because of this you know, finding, because they track everything, and they, they, they saw that it, it also cured the, the, the child's sickle cell disease. Uh, the studies that they're doing, I, I mentioned this last time we were on, David. You're so gracious to have us back again. Uh, last year they, they found a cure for bubble boy disease. If people remember that John Travolta meeting, uh, meeting the movie, uh, where he lives in a bubble, bubble because his body can't take the environment, the bugs that are in the uh, environment. Uh, they now have a cure for that, so there's, there's, I don't know if there's any more bubble boys out, out there. Uh, and it's also led to discoveries in Alzheimer's and all sorts of other areas that uh, St. Jude is probably not well known for, but they, uh, they've made these, these cures. So it not only is helping kids, but it's also helping adults. You want to go back to the, the uh, auction for a minute and, and do a couple more items? Sure, a couple more items, and uh, we only got about uh, three and a half minutes to go. So, okay, uh, we, Rocky, at least we didn't have the problems today that we had last week. That's but, right. That was good. And uh, we're, if if you don't mind, we'd like to uh, get you back on, and I'll I'll give you a call later, and we'll talk about uh, who knows what. 
Boy, anything. All right. And Jim? Okay, I will talk quickly on this one. Uh, Next one I want to highlight is we've got a number of wine tasting and beer tastings. Uh, The wine tasting is from Total Wine & More, which is a national retailer, and uh, they've given us a $500 value for 20-person wine tasting at any local uh, Total Wine & More retail location throughout the U.S. So that's a pretty good thing, and it's a two-hour private wine tasting. Uh, on a local basis, uh, there is Elsewhere Brewery, which just started this year. Uh, it's located in Grant Park near the Atlanta Beltline, so it's a local uh, treasure and a local attraction. Interesting thing here is the, the owners, the husband and wife, uh, Sam, Sam and Sarah Kasmer. Sam was, an, Sam was in the Special Ops 2nd uh, uh, Ranger Battalion, 75th Ranger Regiment. He was in, uh, obviously in Special Ops. He got injured in a training jump and spent several months in the hospital and then several months thereafter rehabbing. And then he got a medical discharge. He linked up with his fiance at that time, and they roamed around, uh, roamed around the world to taste the best beers. He liked beers, and she liked beers, so uh, they went to the United States, Mexico, South America, and Europe. They opened up elsewhere brewery uh, in July and is doing is doing a really really uh, great business right now despite the pandemic. They f- feature uh, classic European lagers and they've uh, donated a beer tasting class for 15 people. They're going to conduct a, uh, a a class on beer flavor and aroma perception and then beer making process. Finish with a tasting and then serve cheese. There's also one in Lawrenceville, which is another one where he's offering a uh, package for uh, 15 people for wine tasting. So those are two ones that are pretty cool. And then the other one is uh, we've got two two bottles of uh, Horse Soldiers bourbon in there if anybody wants to bid on that as well. So we're going to keep everybody entertained and uh, liquored up. <laughs> and happy, happy campers, huh? <laughs> okay, well, you know, again, this has been a, a great day. And uh, Rocky, as so many people have said, uh, you make every day a great day. <laughs> You're kind. And uh, he's a class act. He I, mean, is. I mean, he's a class act. And uh, we thank you for coming on America's Web Radio. And we want to uh, conclude by, again, thanking you for all you do, not only for St. Jude's and uh, Warriors to Citizens, but also many other organizations that you've given your time and talent to. And, uh, you know, there's a difference between loaning your name to an organization and doing something. And, you know, you you put your money where your mouth is, and that's you know, whether it's in time or, or uh, unwashed jerseys or dirty socks with holes in it, whatever it is. You, you're there and you're giving, and that that's a whole lot different from a whole lot of the other folks. That uh, you know, they'll, they'll they'll loan their name to it, but that's where it starts and ends. And uh, Rocky Blyer does goes the extra yard. You've been a class act too, David. We thank you too. That's okay. right. Yes, you know, for giving us this time and all the um, all the shows that we've done. Thank you, David. That, that that's been a great uh, boost um, to this program. Thank you. Well, thank you, and uh, we will archive it, and it will be played uh, many times before the 28th. And uh, we look forward to the auction. And uh, once again, our guests, Rocky Blyer, Joe DeLapp, Jim Everly, and uh, we thank you all for coming in. And we look forward to – we're going to do a – 
post-operation after this. Uh, we're going to do a post-show about how well it did and uh, what's coming up with St. Jude's and what's coming up with Warriors to Citizens. So with that, we're going to have to close it out. You're listening to America's Web Radio. And Rocky, thank you once again. You're welcome, David. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Rock. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.